every entrepreneur has a story. Welcome to Happy Half Hour with an Entrepreneur, where each episode, your host, Brian Carney, will share a drink with a successful business owner and have them discuss their unique journey, gaining insight on what it takes to be an entrepreneur and different ways to get there. Brian isn't just a beer nerd. He's also the co-founder of River's Edge Advisors, a financial planning firm headquartered in Delaware, specializing in working with business owners. It's time to pour yourself a drink and enjoy a happy half hour with an entrepreneur. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Happy Half Hour with an Entrepreneur. I am your host, Brian Carney. My guest today is Jeannie Stiff, the founder and CEO of Color Guru. Color Guru is a company that matches people to their ideal color palette so they can choose a wardrobe that they feel confident in how they look. Jeannie, thank you so much for joining us today. Sure. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I love it. So I am going to try an interesting beer. It's from Flying Dog, which is in Frederick, Maryland, which isn't too too far from here. It's called Toast Bob Crunch Pants is the name <laughs> of the beer. <laughs> That's actually what it's called. Uh, so we'll give it a review at the end. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll sip on that while, while we're going through our, our conversation today. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, you're, I think your company is fascinating. So tell us a little bit about it. Okay. Yeah. So, so color guru, um, like you said, we analyze people's hair, skin, and eye color, and then we match them with their ideal color palette for clothing. And basically what this does for people is it just simplifies the clothes buying process. Um, it helps put outfits together because their wardrobe all starts to coordinate. We give them a family of colors to work with um, and they look better in everything they wear. So like, who wouldn't want that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. how do you even figure out that this is a business? Like, where does this idea even come from? So seasonal color analysis has been around since like the late seventies. Okay. And my aunt was the first one who told me about it. She would basically, she told me I would look bad in my clothes. <laughs> she's, like, she's like that Frank aunt who will like tell you the truth, even if you don't want to hear it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I think you're buying all the wrong colors for your skin tone. And I was like, what? I didn't even know there were right colors for my skin tone. It was like the first I'd heard of it. So it was really interesting. We set out to find um, somebody who was doing color analysis. And I was in Philadelphia at the time. So a major U.S. city. Yeah. And we couldn't yeah. find anybody offering the service. Really? And she's like, yeah, nobody. We couldn't find anybody. And uh, this is probably, you know, 15 years ago now. But um, she said, oh, my God, though, you've got to have it done. It's just like it's totally life changing. Like I, she's like, I still use my colors from like back in the 80s when I got them done. So um, anyway, a couple months later, I happened upon uh, somebody who was re a retired image consultant and she was still doing colors out of her house. Wow. And I went to her. And I got my colors done and it was life-changing. <laughs> and then I took eight of my friends to her because they all wanted their colors done. And it wasn't a cheap service. Um, you know, I think at the time it was like 120 bucks and that was 15 years ago. So, sure. you know, it wasn't like a $20 service or something. So anyway, I was just thinking like, it just stuck with me for a couple years after that, that like, you know, me and nine and you know, nine of us wanted this service, but nobody was offering it. Yeah. And I thought, and also what I noticed um as I used the color palette she had given me that 
the colors were kind of like out of date. I mean, even, even so it was life-changing, but like, you know, some of the colors I couldn't find in stores. Some of the colors felt like they were a bit like leftover from the eighties and stuff. And I just, it just percolated in my mind for a couple of years. I was like, if I ever started a business, I would kind of refresh this whole idea and like make the colors really modern, really easily, easily findable. Um, and, and, you know, create a, a virtual way to do this business Amazing. instead of having to be in person. So yeah. yeah, that's what I did. That's, that's incredible. I love the idea of having a great experience, realizing that no one else does it and then saying, I think I can make this a business. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty amazing. So your background previous to the business, you were a voiceover artist. Is that right? Yeah. I was a professional voiceover artist for like 20 years. That's a, that's awesome. So talk, talk a little about that. Like who, who were your clients and how did you get hired for that? Yeah. So I did a bunch of stuff. I mean, I went to school for theater, um, and coming out, uh, I, you know, I was auditioning for plays and for TV stuff and I did do some of that, but when I found voiceovers, I really fell in love and, started doing work in the Philadelphia market, a little bit in the New York market. Um, So some of the clients I worked for over the years, um, Ikea, HGTV, I did some commercials for them. Um, I was the voice of the Sprout Network, which was like a preschool network owned by Comcast. Oh, my kids are... I watched that a lot. Yeah. Yes. I'm so I'm all the, like, I was all the messaging in between the shows <laughs> for like 10 years. I was the voice of Sprout. And so, um, and that was really fun. And then um, I've done Hershey Park for a lot of years. In fact, I'm still the voice in the park. If you go to Hershey Park. Oh, no way. Yeah. You'll hear me on the front gate messages and you'll hear me like narrating the monorail ride and the kissing tower ride and like kind of all the branded Hershey stuff that needs like a, the Hershey voice. Is That's like, super cool. Yeah. yeah. It's super cool. I really loved that work. Um, yeah. yeah. You're actually the uh, second voiceover person we've had on the podcast. We had someone else and I didn't, she explained the whole industry in her episode, which I found fascinating uh, mm-hmm. how competitive it is. So that, that's pretty yeah. amazing. It's incredibly competitive. Um, I got lucky. I kind of got into the um, market in Philly, at least, which is where I did the bulk of my work at a time when there was nobody else who sounded like me. And like, I didn't know that at the time, but looking back, I'm like, oh, I got really lucky. I was like the only young, perky sounding sort of person they had. Everybody else, like all the other women had these very like sultry, like sexy voices. And like, I wasn't bringing that to the table at all. you know, um, but then I did a lot of audiobook work as well, which was really fun. Um, yeah. but once I had my kids, I was like, oh, it's too time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, from what I understand, it's a lot of, you know, cutting, you know, reels and whatnot and trying to get it into the right hands of people. Yeah. Like, I mean, I didn't, I never did the editing. Like I was just always hired to read, but, um, yeah. Oh, you mean like in terms of auditioning and stuff? Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 No, I just got lucky. I mean, I I also had a contact who was a well-known voiceover artist who helped me make my first contact. So, I, I mean, I didn't have that experience of like fighting really hard to get in. I just, I got lucky in multiple ways. So. Yeah, that that's great. Well, so obviously you have an artistic background, but like color, mm-hmm. how did you learn how to actually do this for your for your clients? Well, I've 
I've always dabbled in all different kinds of art. I was okay. a painter and mosaic artist. So I had like some basic color theory knowledge, but yeah. I did have to learn a lot about, um, you know, things like skin tone and hair color and eye color and how that can affect what are the best colors to wear. Yeah. And I did sort of, when I first started this, when I finally decided I'm going to, I'm going to do this, I'm going to start this business and just see what happens. I did delve into like a nine month period of just research, like, and I just was head down learning everything <laughs> I could about it. I, cause I can go there. I can like be that person who's like hold up you know, and like ordering in food. So yeah. I can like, going. like that, I, that is totally an aspect of my personality that at that time I was, you know, embracing, but um, yeah, there was a lot to learn. And I worked with like some makeup artists at the time because makeup artists are incredibly knowledgeable about that kind of stuff, skin yeah. tone and learning, you know, undertones and things like that. And yeah. And then I created the initial palettes, which went through a few iterations, but now are really set. How, um, how many of them are there? There are 12, 12, yeah, 12 different color palettes that you can fall into. Yeah. That's great. So, um, how, who hires you at this point? You know, who are your clients? What do they look like typically? Yeah. So we basically can serve anybody in the world because it's a completely virtual business. Um, but our typical client, um, definitely, uh, the, a larger percentage of females, uh, than males, although we do get some guys, um, but typically, you know, it's a woman kind of 30 to 55 who is busy with other things. Like this is not somebody, and you know, very similar to me, actually, I'm 46 yeah. and I want dressing to be easy, but I still want to look really good. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm not browsing fashion magazines. I don't know what's on the runway in Paris, like right. no clue. Right. But I want to look good and have it be easy because I have other bigger things in my life I need to be worried about. So that really tends to be our customer is like, show me what to wear, you know, show me what's going to look good on me in a simple way that I can understand. And um, I really I really think that that is what our customers love most is just yes. simplicity it brings to their lives. So I kind of want to dig into that simplicity thing. I, I I think it's such a lost art now. You know, the the quote that I have that sits next to my desk at my house is complexity is the enemy of execution. And I think, you know, people being overwhelmed really. And, and I, I feel like I love the idea that your company simplifies people's lives and makes them more efficient. And what the type, what type of feedback have you gotten from, from clients that, you know, is, is, I assume that that message is really hitting home. Yes, definitely. I mean, people just write us generally about three things. Number one, they're like, I look better. That's I can tell, look in the mirror and feel confident, you know, in what I'm wearing because I know it looks good on me. Yeah. And so that's really nice to hear, you know, it's nice to hear people feeling better about the way that they look. And it's really simple just by these colors, you know? Right. Um, and then, you know, or a lot of people already have some, a lot of the colors in their closet, they can just weed out the ones that don't work, you know? Um, but the other thing is like the simplicity of shopping. So I really like, I advise people to, if they're shopping in a store, like walk in, scan the store for their colors and only look at those things. Ah. Like it, it's like the first It's like the most efficient way to shop because you can ignore whole racks of things that aren't your colors and only take things into the dressing room that look great on you coloring wise. 
And then all you have to do is decide like, you know, do I like this style on my body shape or whatever? Is this sort of reflective of my style? Like I really like breaking down dressing into three things, which is like color, shape, personal style. Like if you can kind of get a handle on those three things, you can totally master your closet and you can like the way you look in your clothes. Yeah. I always think color should come first because it's the easiest thing to weed out. Like if you were trying to put sort of like shape first, then you would have to like lift up every garment to like see what shape this is, right? But color, you can just quickly scan. And like, people are like, my shopping time is cut in half, just, you know, so easily. So that's huge. And then the other thing they write us about is like, everything goes together. Like you you stop having like a smattering of all these different colors in your wardrobe. You have your best colors. They're all meant to work together. We've got neutrals in there, everything. And like, you pick out a dress and you have a bag and shoes and jewelry and a coat that all matches with it instantly. Like you don't have to worry. So those are the three things we hear from people all the time. So I have to, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Five years ago, I would have thought this sounds like craziness, but Mm -hmm. my wife recently went back to work full time. Yeah. And she had to transition from wearing like, you know, Lululemon, you know, yoga pants and every day to, Every single morning, she says, I hate this. I have nothing to wear. And it drives her. Like, she doesn't like to go places because she has so much stress about what she's going to wear. And she's been doing, you know, uh, what's it called? Nuli? Do you know? Yes. Are you familiar with Nuli? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, stitch breaks, sort of like they said, your box, right? Rent yeah. the runway or whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. I guess rent the runway is just for dresses, but whatever. Um, wow. Obviously, I know nothing about fashion. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I hear her say, I have nothing to wear all the time. And it seems like this could be an amazing thing for someone like her. Absolutely. This is the mantra of American women. I'm telling you, we have closets that are literally bursting at the seams and we feel like we have nothing to wear because nobody is teaching us how to shop for things that actually work for us. That's the problem. Right. Right. So, um, and it's frustrating because you, not only do you feel like frustrated that you feel like you have nothing to wear, but you feel guilty because you look in your closet and you know that you spent money on all those clothes and they're sitting there and you're yes, like, yes. why did I buy this if I am now not going to wear it? But I am telling you, I hear this over and over and over again. And the, the other thing I hear that's kind of related is that because people sort of don't know what colors to wear, and um, I was totally guilty of this before I learned about color analysis, they start like reducing their color options to just neutrals. Like they'll be like, okay, well I wear like black again. Cause it's just like safe. Like it seems flattering, like, but they're bored, right? It's boring to wear black all the time. Like most women I know really want, they want to wear color yeah, um, yeah. and, and sort of express themselves through their clothing, you know? And so, you know, blacks and whites and grays, they get real boring real fast, but they're the safe choices. And people sort of get in that rut of like, you know, just grabbing like the black, white, and gray all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so now we talked about my wife, but let's talk about me. Like I literally have a gray, I'm literally wearing, I wear nothing but gray and blue. That's, I have a gray (laughs) shirt on right now with blue pants. And (laughs) I didn't do that intentionally, but I do feel, I feel found out. uh, Yeah. 
I, my wife always talks about how boring I am. So there's times that I'll bring home a shirt and she'll be like, you literally have that shirt in your closet right now. And I'm like, I do. And I'll go up there like, sure enough, it's the same color. So I would, I'd be classified as Mr. Boring. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and it's fine if it's fine with you, but if you want to branch out, like this is a great way to do it because people, you know, some, sometimes people before they get a color consultation, one of the concerns they express is like, I feel like I'm going to be limited by these, you know, to these colors now. But people actually find the opposite. We give people their 35 best shades and they actually find that like, oh, a lot of my favorite colors are on here mm. um, because a lot of people don't come with like totally no clue. Like most people know two or three of their best colors already, yeah. but they're yeah. ignoring like a whole bunch of colors that would look amazing on them if they knew. Right. And so people are like, whoa, it actually like opened me up to all these new possibilities. You know, it feels really good to go to a store and be like, I know I'm going to try that because it's on my color card. And then they try it and they see it with new eyes and they're like, oh my gosh, this really does like bring out my eye color or like, you know, really highlight my hair color beautifully or make my skin look glowing or whatever. Yeah. These colors really do do that. They reflect up onto our face and we show people like, you know, this color versus this color with their photos and the colors around their photos. And people are like, oh my gosh, it does make a huge difference. That's amazing. I, and I feel like, you know, again, go, going back to my personal experience with what, with watching my wife, a lot of times she's like, I think she may be confusing like fit and style with the wrong color. Mm, yes. And, you know, if you kind of talk about those three areas that you talk about with, with, mm. um, you know, when you tell someone what to, what to look for in shopping, yeah. I think that probably would be a pretty common thing, right? It's very common that the reason you don't like something is the color, but you don't really know that's why you don't like it. Right. Um, right. So many times you like put something on and then you're like, no, and you'll put it right back in your closet. And I mean, unless it's like, obviously like super tight on you or super loose sure. or something, you know, um, a lot of times it's a color issue, but people just, you know, we don't know what's the problem. Yeah, no, I find this fascinating. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested more in a little bit about like the business side. So how has your role through the history of the company sort of evolved? Well, I mean, probably like most entrepreneurs, I started out doing every single thing myself, <laughs> right? <laughs> which is like, hopefully always short lived, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I still remember like, you know, I was doing everything myself. I was creating the palettes. I was trying to, you know, um, you know, have people find the website when I first took it online. There was a period of time before I started the online piece of it where I was doing color parties in people's houses. Oh, wow. Um, go to their house and like, they would invite five friends over and they, I would do all their colors in front of a mirror with fabrics. I would show them different fabrics on them. Wow. And I would drape them. That's like but, a pampered chef deal. That's yeah, like, it was yeah. like that. And I just yeah. did it kind of on my own. But the thing was, it, it was evenings and weekends and I had two little kids and yeah. I was like, this is so not sustainable. Plus I was getting overbooked. Like people wanted it. It was amazing. So anyway, once we brought it online, um, I just remember about a year in, I hired like a virtual assistant um, for to do five hours a week. <laughs> you know, it was before I was even paying myself anything. <laughs> I was paying somebody else to do five hours a week. Um, but she's actually still with us. And now oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's so great. And now we have a team of like 14 people who wow. are working on color guru. Yeah. It's crazy. Would, would you ever imagine when you started this, that you'd have 14 people working for you? No, I think I was, I would have been totally freaked out, but you know, um, it just, it's like, 
the obvious next step. You're just kind of taking the obvious next step and you're like, oh, now I actually do need a person to do this. We actually send, we, we give people digital color cards for their phone, but we also send every single person a physical color card in the mail. And so like the next person I hired was somebody to send out the mailings, Yeah, you know, even though we're only sending out maybe like five mailings a week or something at that point when nobody knew we existed, I I didn't want to do the mailings anymore. So I was like, okay, like, you know, that's the next obvious hire. And so you kind of just follow that path of like the next, next obvious step. And then before you know it, you got a whole team of people and payroll and all the things, you know, I, I always say it's like, oh, wow, we're like a real company now. You I know. keep saying that. I, <laughs> I might say that forever. I don't know. It's like blows my mind. Like we've sent color cards now to 26 countries. That's amazing. It's amazing. Like I'm like, there. Are, we just sent, if this is the way you pronounce it, I think it, but like we sent a, a color card to Qatar. Like, right. <laughs> like it's just like, what? That is crazy. So that's like, you know, where the World Cup was. I'd say uh, maybe you, yes. you blew up on the World Cup. Yes. Crazy. Um, how are you, how are most of your clients finding you? I know advertising is, can be hit or miss for a lot of business owners, but how are most of, of your people finding you? We're doing some pretty unconventional advertising, although maybe it is getting more normal now um, in this day, but like uh, we really use a lot of Instagram influencers to promote the service. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a really fun service to talk about. You know, they can show their color card and talk about how like now they're wearing these colors and they can show one of their colors, you know. And and so basically a lot of those influencers actually have come to us. They've heard of us somehow. They've gotten their colors done and they now contact us and say, hey, like, uh, you know, I really love your service. I would like to promote it. Do you have an affiliate program? And we do. So. It's really cool. Um, the best thing about that, you know, business-wise is we pay them a percentage of the sale, but it's after the sale is made. So unlike right. advertising, you know, where you're kind of putting up money up, up front and like, if you lose it, you lose it. This is like people out there promoting for you. And if they make a sale, they get a percentage. If, if not, we have not lost anything. So that, that's been- Is that really like a promo code? Like I know Joe Rogan yes. does that. Okay, okay. Yeah. We yeah. give them a coupon code um, and they tell our their followers about our service. And then any sales that come through with their coupon code, we give them a percentage of. That's so a win-win for everybody. Yeah. I'm interested you know, not to get too far in this wormhole, but Instagram influencer, is there sort of a, you know, like minimum amount of followers that they need to be, con- for you to consider them an influencer? Well, You know, I learned my lesson on that really quickly because this one woman came to me, she had a thousand followers and I was like, okay, that's not very many for an influencer, right? (laughs) It's like, I want to be an affiliate, but this was years ago. And it was at the point where like, I wasn't really turning anyone away, you know, like I was just like, there's no harm done if she promotes it and makes no sales. So uh, the month after she became one of our affiliates, she brought in a hundred sales in a month. And you know why she had, she had a thousand Instagram followers, but that's just because she like kind of started the Instagram thing late and she ran a style course and she just put in her course. I highly recommend you get your colors done with color guru. And she had like 300 people taking her style course every month. That's incredible. It was incredible. And she still brings in tons of sales years later. So like, you know, (laughs) 
it's people have to be, we have turned away some people, but they have to be clearly not a fit. I mean, she was in our niche. Yeah. Um, you know, we knew she was a personal stylist. Um, so that was a real lesson of like, you know, don't judge them by how many followers they have. It's not always indicative of what they can produce as an affiliate. That's really amazing. And I know you've had some success with advertising on other podcasts. Yes, we we advertise on podcasts really regularly now, and we have seen a huge um, amount of revenue come from those. Um, there's one podcast that we advertise on really regularly now where we just continually like double our money. Like it's it's really incredible. Like That's amazing. It's amazing. Um, yeah, the podcast ads uh, overall are just are just awesome. And um, the other thing we do is Google retargeting ads. And those are also really incredible. Once you, once we looked at the statistics of what's going on there, we found out that like 37% of our sales were assisted by retargeting ads. Wow. So like people came to our website and they didn't buy, you know, and, and then, um, they continued to see our ad and, um, then they did buy, (laughs) you know, So, so do you have someone on your team that does those business analytics and is finding that information or is that an area that you, that you handle? I mostly handle that. I like, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that's fascinating to me. Oh, it totally is. I mean, I've learned a lot. I've had to learn a lot because I wasn't really proficient at that when I started the business at all, but I've slowly learned like how you can see the trends in what's happening. Like how many people are coming to the site. We've also done some serious SEO work lately, which is getting more people to the site, like climbing in the search rankings for different keywords that we really want to target. And that's been really, really helpful too. So all those things put together are really kind of like the strategy now. That's fascinating. So, I mean, obviously you've had incredible growth. Have you experienced any growing pains, you know, whether it's just from building the business or growing your headcount? Have you, have you experienced any growing pains throughout that process? Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) for sure. Like, yeah, it's tricky. The thing I love about being an entrepreneur and hate are the exact same thing, which is like, it's just constantly learning new things, right? Like it's, there's never a dull moment you can't coast when you're growing a business. You you constantly have to kind of like learn what you need to learn next to level up. And this is the first business I've ever built. So like, I'm just constantly learning and it can be tiring at times. You know, there's also things that are really hard. I think as, but I think one of the hardest things is like, I really treat my team like a family. Um, we are very close. Um, we're very well, we're very connected. And sometimes Somebody has to be let go for whatever reason. I mean, I let go of somebody last week because we basically replaced her job with automations because we had to, because we had to eliminate like that human error element Mm -hmm. and there's not a place for her on the team now. And like, it just, that's the hardest part is like kind of breaks my heart because she didn't do anything wrong, but like in order to grow, you have to sometimes like let people go and it sucks. I, I heard a, uh, I was at a conference once and I heard a gentleman describe that exact scenario as you didn't lose your job. Your job doesn't exist anymore. That's exactly right. And it, yeah. you know, unfortunately technology does, does have that, that part of it. Yes. And in order to scale, we are at, because we have a service product where we actually, we look at every person's photos that come in and right. we determine their season. It's, 
Um, we're never going to make that an automated thing. We are always going to have a human look at it because uh, I seasonal color analysis is an art and a science. It's sure. like both. And the experience that we have now on our team, we have two analysts who've looked at thousands and thousands of people and they just could do it better you know, than an algorithm any day. But um, basically like as, because of that, we have to streamline everything else about the process as much as humanly possible. Like we have to have everything be automated that possibly can be automated. So we send out like a, um, what we call it a color radiance report. And it's like a 15 page PDF that explains to people like why we're putting you in the color palette we're putting you in. We give them a lot of information about their coloring and like that report, you know, once we have analyzed them and determined what type they, they are, um, is automatically generated. The email is automatically sent to them. Like just as a business, we have to do that in order to be able to like serve more people. It doesn't make sense to have like somebody, you know, putting those photos in and, sure. you know, making it, you know, so, um, I think it's you bring up a really interesting point. I, I feel like a lot of businesses, and I would say that, that, you know, for us as well, our, our industry is the best advice and the best outcomes for clients come at the perfect cross-section between technology and human beings, or like you said, art and where art meets science and somewhere in between that. I completely agree. I completely yeah. agree because our brand, it's really warm and very um, friendly. We, I mean, we email with our clients and, you know, explain things if they're confused about things. Like our customer service is like super important to us and being like a brand where, you know, you're not getting sent to a computer generated response and you're not, you know, we really prioritize that. But because of that, we, we have to streamline other pieces of the business or else we could never scale the way we need to scale. So. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, if you were giving advice to a young woman who's thinking about starting her own business, what, what would you, what advice would you give? Oh man. I think the first piece of advice would be like, talk to your clients and see what they actually want. Mm -hmm. um, because there's a whole, I've seen a whole lot of things created that in the end, like it's not actually what people want. Like I was surprised what our clients wanted, but they started emailing us and saying, well, I love my colors, but like, I need help with my hair color. Do you give hair color advice? And I never would have thought of offering hair color advice, but now we have four professional hairstylists on our staff that actually do 15 minute zoom consultations with people. Just That's talk about amazing. Color. Yeah. And I never would have thought to do that, but it's our clients wanted it. And now it's super popular. Um, same with makeup colors. When we started doing it, we were just focused on clothing and people kept saying like, can I pick my makeup colors from this clothing color card? And I was like, no, like makeup is different than clothing in terms of color. And so we collaborated with a makeup artist to make makeup cards as well, you know, and I think just like listening to what your customers actually want is super, super important because otherwise you spend all this time creating something that like might really not <laughs> hit the mark with them. Yeah. They go, um, oh yeah, who cares? I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. I, I, I'm not asking for that. So you got to really listen to, for what people are asking for. That's really, that's really great advice. Um, well, this has been great. I know we're running out of time. So I want to ask you a couple uh, rapid fire questions. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. What's your palette? 
Oh, I am a calm summer. Okay, calm summer. Yeah. I like that. Sounds like a nice candle. I know, right? <laughs> like a candle. It's like very muted, very soft. Lots of pastels. I look really good in like soft pastel colors, like right now. Uh, I'm wearing like a light blue sweater. Um, yeah, um, like I don't actually look good in black. That's one of the. Um, not everyone That's looks good in black. Not a universal color. Just a tip for everyone yeah. else. So the, that that myth of the every woman needs a little black dress, if they, if you will, isn't that a thing? That is, it is it's the false. worst advice. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, actually quite a hard color for most people to look good in. I mean, some people look amazing in it, but right. um, yeah, no, little black dress. No, no, we can that, give you better options for your dresses. <laughs> <laughs> now you have a virtual business meeting. You don't have an office location because you're, you're an online and online business. How is it managing being at home, running a business and having kids? Yeah, so that part actually has been um, fairly easy, and I think it's only because I have, I have. Uh, there have been points in the business where I've realized, like, oh, I could grow this thing way faster if I just worked more, and right. I decided not to. Yeah, basically. you know, yeah. like it's just. Um, and now I've hired somebody who really will help us grow more. Um, but, you know, I think I've, I've really prioritized my teams always having the weekends off, always having holidays with their family. I mean, we own an online business and we sell 24 hours a day. So like when it came to like things like Christmas, I was like, wait, we can't just shut down the business while everyone celebrates Christmas. Like, what do we do here? But because we have like a turnaround time of three days. Mm-hmm. And what we decided to do at the end of the day was we put a message on our website saying, hey, we're celebrating the holidays with our family. And your results will be delayed. Yeah. You know, and people have actually emailed us saying, we so appreciate that you're just prioritizing family time, right? Yeah, that's great. It was great. It was a great decision, I think, that we made as a team to just go, okay, people can wait as long as we let them know that yeah. it's not going to be perfectly on time for this time of day. We did the same thing. We went on a retreat in January. We did the exact same thing. We're like, we're on a retreat. We're working on serving our customers better and connecting as a team. And your results are probably going to be delayed by one or two days. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like most quality clients will not only understand that, but think that that's great. Yes. I think yeah. we need more of that. Business yeah. is like, no, business doesn't always come first. Like, yeah. That kind of reminds me when there was that whole uh, Black Friday uh push where it became, it was open from Wednesday night through Thanksgiving day. And, you know, people were kind of like, what's this all about? No one, this is like, Hey, no one wants this and be that people are losing the family time. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, what do you do to relieve stress? I, uh, I'm, I'm actually super into Latin dancing. So I saw, really? yeah, I salsa dance, I dance bachata, merengue, like all of that stuff. And I do that every single week. Oh, that's really cool. It makes me happy. I love to hear it. Um, <laughs> and do you have a, you know, last question, do you have a favorite success story of a client? Yes, um, definitely. Um, we had a client who started wearing her colors and she wrote us this email. It was so heartfelt and beautiful. She was like, when I started wearing my colors, I looked in the mirror and I saw myself in a different way. And she's like, I felt so much more beautiful that I started prioritizing myself in all of these different ways. You know, I mean, when, when I read this feedback, I just felt like 
this was huge, like huge kind of feedback, like, um, like just something simple as like wearing colors that look really good on you can really shift the way you see yourself. And yeah. it was like, it was like an I'm worth it moment. That That's she amazing. It was amazing. And you know, what's funny is like, when I first started this business, I remember having some, I had some anxiety about like, are people going to think this is just frivolous and stupid? Like it's colors. Like, you know, are people going to go, this is so superficial. Why, right. why don't everybody just wear what they want to wear? Like, why are you trying <laughs> to like tell people like what they, you know? And, but then I get these emails where people are just like, you know, the other one that we get all the time is like, people are like, this just made me happy to yeah. like look at these beautiful colors and go out and like have shopping be a fun experience again. Cause it's like a treasure hunt for my colors. Yeah. You know, we try to keep it just a really delightful experience for our customers. So even if that's all it is, like just a really fun, happy, colorful thing, I like I like being the one who's putting that out into the world, you know? Yeah. That that's really amazing to have that impact on someone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well, this was great. I really really enjoyed our conversation. If people want to learn more about you and Color Guru, where, where do they go? So our website is colorguru.com. And we're also on Instagram quite a bit. That's where you'll see us most on social media. So that's at your, Y-O-U-R, Color Guru. Great. That's awesome. Um, if you want to connect with me on the Untapped app uh, to, to see these beers that, that I rate, my username is brcarney7. To learn more about how our firm helps business owners with their financial planning, visit riversedgeadvisors.com. And to hear past episodes of the podcast, go to happy-half-hour.com. Moment of truth. Toast Bob Crunch Pants. Very odd. <laughs> it's very sweet. It's a cinnamon vanilla blonde. Not my thing. Um, I probably would give this a two out of five. Probably wouldn't drink it again. It's just not my style beer. Not, not that it's a bad beer. So Got that's it. it. Um, the well, name is awesome. <laughs> it, it definitely is. And I like the idea. The concept of it is pretty cool too. So, well, Jeannie, this was great. I really appreciate your time and thank you so much. And cheers to you. Thank you so much. I love being here. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Happy Hip Hour with an Entrepreneur, sponsored by Rivers Edge Advisors. For more information on how Rivers Edge Advisors can help you, visit their website at riversedgeadvisors.com. If you'd like to connect with Brian Carney for business advice or just to share a beer, follow him on Instagram at riversedgeadvisors underscore LLC.